The term manifestation has become a major interest of many who seek to create their wants and desires. As most of us have found out, there are very few quick fixes or instant gratifications for these types of aspirations. Otherwise, we'd probably all be living it up in our mansions, driving around our Lambos, and sipping on top-shelf lattes. Not that my wants or desires are centered around materialism, but you get the idea. We'd all be living more comfortably. After seeing many manifesting seekers end up in frustration and some in total desperation, I felt so much compassion for their situation that it led to this discussion and presenting of just another way to explain the elusive act of manifestation. No need for me to focus on this topic any longer because it is here. Guess my manifestation is complete. Smiley face. Let's journey. Wise, wise. With Aaron and Alexander. Uncovering our authentic self through self awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Welcome to our 35th episode of Wise Wise. Alexander, how are you feeling? Man, we're feeling good today, and we're so thankful to be at this point and uh, we're just going to continue sharing uh, this philosophy and and uh, hopefully you people are finding uh, some use out of it out there and practicing it and uh, doing good at giving us input so please continue to give us that input so before we get into this episode did want to give a shout out to michelle jenkins one of our newest patron members and of course our patron account is a way that you can donate to us, and in exchange receive uh, behind-the-scenes videos, worksheets, and more perks to come. So we do have uh, several different levels in our Patreon account. Uh, we do have the $1 level, which gets you a shout-out, a $5 level, which gets you all the exclusive content, and a $10 level, which also throws in some of Alexander's meditation music. Yeah, so we appreciate um, any way that you share it, even if it's... Uh a like or uh, sharing it uh, with a friend, or if you can share some uh, financial support, uh, it's very much appreciated. We spend a lot of time getting this information out to you, beautiful people, and we're so grateful to be able to do it. So let's journey. Let's get right into it, Alexander. So this episode, and even like the past few episodes, I've been very passionate about, and I'm, I'm very pleased. I think these, are, these have been some of the best episodes we've ever done. Uh, maybe, not, maybe the topics aren't as juicy for you, but, okay. but I, I can see they're, um, they're needed for the people out there. I can, I can see even just by our analytics that we're getting uh, many more impressions and downloads on these episodes as we get into the more specific information. And I think that is, you know, the intention that we, we've got, you know, a whole philosophy that we are bringing across and sharing uh, how to utilize it. But at the same time, we want to use present day situations and topics that people are going through of how to actually um, process and utilize this information. So I think this is 
good timing with the subjects, and uh, we will be isolating, you know, in various directions uh, on subjects with this in podcast, and hopefully that's what will keep it a little fresh. So this topic I've wanted to discuss for a while, but I think uh, the time is now, now that I've gotten on the conspiracy stuff, trying to change my attitude on a few <laughs> things, and, and I don't want to... I don't want this episode to sound like we're putting anything down. We're really just offering another view on this subject. Exactly. We're, this is going to be um, um, just maybe some suggestions of how to go out there and play around with this subject that is um, all around and very popular uh, manifestation and what you know that actually means. And we're going to just do uh, our best to break it down from an energetic standpoint and uh, – give a as balanced of a view as we can um, because uh, once again we're just here to share a different view and uh, not project that it's any better than anyone else's view that's out there yeah and I really love how you put that and one thing that I've been saying or realizing is that we are all different individuals and I think a lot of times these uh, these systems out there, try to treat everybody as the same and and it's kind of kind of gets muddy because it doesn't nothing always works for everybody yeah and and it's our also our social media that pushes you know um, equal rights which of course we're a huge supporter of but that fight for equality many times can um, force people to forget about this individuality that we carry and uh, that is part of my work is bringing this individuality around and helping people see uh, in my relationship consulting uh, sessions, you know, I can actually give people a visual of how their energy is affecting each other. And this creates the moods, the negative emotions and many different things and the, the so-called positive experiences as well. So I think people are hungry to understand uh, more about themselves. And while we do continue to work towards uh, equality through race, through gender and that thing, uh, at the same time, uh, it's very important that we look at ourselves individually and see kind of how we fit into this whole uh, makeup as an individual. And hopefully we can learn to celebrate these differences because I do happen to feel you know, once again, we'll use the the just acronym of what all of this work is under, Journeys Unite Seeking Transformation, and how we come together and share energy and uh, the abilities that that brings in and the obstacles it brings is what I have been fascinated about for over 22 years now. So, um, So I'm looking forward to getting deeper and deeper into this subject. So let's start out first by getting your definition of manifestation, because it seems like uh, it's one of those terms that have just been, you know, taken on a different meaning uh, by whoever's talking about it in whatever context they're talking about it. Yes. And um, I said earlier when um, Aaron and I were discussing, you know, talking about this subject that this term manifestation has been just about as abused as the term love. And so it's very, very difficult to to discuss certain subjects um, because you're really relying on another person's perception and um, it's not better or worse than, just different. And so I want to do my best to come across as, once again, not judging the way that anyone else uh, sees it because... I really feel similar to Gandhi that when he was, you know, asked whether he was Hindu or Muslim, he said, I'm either all religions or none. 
And I happen to feel that if it's been created, then it's necessary. It has a necessity and it has a cost. Um, So with manifestation, you know, uh, rather than giving my personal definition, I think I'm going to give like uh, kind of the definition that this uh, discussion is going to be around. And that really comes down to how the majority of people see the term uh, as manifestation. And I feel that that is like um, what a human being can create. Um, And now it's very common language for that to be uh, the beginning is in the thought or the inspiration. And then the the combination of the uh, intention that gets behind that. And uh, then the attitude or the uh, proper actions toward, you know, helping to create that. But in actuality, the more and more that I've studied um, people and different types, uh, some people are able to so-called create things in the physical world very, very quickly. Um, And in the human design system, they break them down as actual manifestors. And then there are manifesting generators, um, and they're able to manifest too, but they really design to operate more like a generator. And Aaron and I happen to both be generators. And see, generators are here to kind of respond to life. And so part of that uh, response is there will be times where there may not be anything to respond to. So that's where I use the term just chop wood and carry water and just keep going in the same direction that is working towards, you know, where you would like to be in the near future. And uh, then you will get things that come to you that give you a response of whether you are on the right path or not. And so this gets into a previous episode of the difference between intention and wants and expectations. And intention, you know, you set a certain course or a certain vision, and then you allow um, whatever's for the highest good to be created. And, um, you know, manifestation, the way many people uh, look at that, is it's very will-oriented. It's very like going for what I want to create. And uh, so uh, projectors are in that same system. You know, they're here to uh, be asked to join, so to say. And so their manifestation can actually come through like connecting with the right people at the right time and being invited. And many times projectors will be invited in a way that may test them a little bit. So many of these types of people miss their opportunities to so-called manifest. And so, you know, just in going through those few examples, we can see why there is a lot of frustration around the area of just being positive, uh, talking positive, and you will just create whatever uh, you want to manifest. And, you know, we're going to give just a little bit of a different view. You know, some people manifest with positivity. And then throughout my life, I've been around and worked around people that uh, attempt to manifest through negativity. Um, and what we're always looking to do is respect both sides of those um, polarities or actually dualities and then bring the view back into the middle to accept both of those. Um, It doesn't have to be that either one of those people, a so-called negative person or a so-called positive person is doing it right or wrong. They're just choosing a different way. And in uh, this philosophy, you know, it's a little bit more of accepting both, that there is a push and pull to energies, just as the ocean goes in and out. 
And so the way that I like to work with people in a general form um, is to, you know, tell them to just prepare for those challenges. And that's times that's just testing your faith or your investment into that intention. Because many people that I studied, different uh, religious leaders, uh, spiritual paths, you know, they all had this very similar outlook that, um, or understanding that I view that none of them really went through the red carpet being rolled out for them. It was perseverance. And I know that some people will mention that we're in a different age and a different time and uh, that this is the direction that we're going. And I'm not here to challenge those people. I'm just here to help people in the here and now. And uh, part of that is when you understand and study yourself, whether it's through the human design system or the destiny card system, two of the systems that, you know, we support in this podcast and in my private practice, but there's many different types of astrologies and systems out there. And I'm not judging any of them. Just use whatever tool you can find to understand yourself better. And when you understand yourself and how you actually operate, then this act of manifestation can happen um, maybe with more ease or maybe I'll just say with more compassion. But uh, share a little bit, Aaron, about how you have kind of shifted and changed your outlook around this term manifestation um, as you've grown. Well, you definitely stole many of the things on my note pad here. So <laughs> well, I must have been reading them upside down. So I definitely want to go back and kind of uh, go into a lot of the parts that you did touch upon. So firstly, um, and I I came to you with this question a while ago because I'm in a manifestation group and I just observe to kind of see, you know, the feel of the people, how they're using it, you know, what what some of the questions are. And there was one guy who posted, he, he was sharing his success story about manifestation. So he was overweight and now he's like ripped. And he, he had pictures and people were like freaking out. They were like, oh, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? And he made a point to say it was a lot of hard work. Yes. And I think like from, from my perspective, it seems like, like manifestation is something that is expected to, to come right away, come right. to fruition or manifest itself immediately. And I get a sense that that is kind of society's view of it now nowadays and Mm -hmm. and maybe i'm wrong i could be wrong and maybe i'm just like um maybe a little jaded uh with with how i see society kind of struggling with it because you did mention there's there is frustration around that and i do want to get into that a little bit but i but back to what i was saying uh so people in the group were responding to him and asking him how did you do it how did you manifest this and what i saw what i noticed was he had an intention Mm-hmm. to you know lose weight and get buff and he did it with hard work and consistency consistency of effort and to me that's not manifestation i mean i guess in a very broad stroke you can say he manifested it through his hard work and his his will well yeah he manifested the discipline to uh, follow that um, direction each and every day and we get back to that saying of uh, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess, I guess, and, and again, I could be wrong in my view of how people perceive manifestation, but to me, it, it's almost 
from my perspective, turning into like this lazy thing where people, you just, all you do is just think and believe what's going to happen and it will just happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, (laughs) we do want to, um, stress that we're not, you know, making fun of that in any way, because there are a certain uh, percentage of people, uh, that are called manifestors that are approximately 8% of the population, 8%, you know, that literally can create things by just saying them. And an example that I give of this in like an everyday life situation is, say a woman is talking to her husband and she just simply says, "Um, honey, I'd like to have new kitchen cabinets. Now, many times... The conversation goes to the husband, and he'll just say something like, oh, our cabinets are fine. We don't have the money for that. And then maybe she just drops it and doesn't say anything else about it. And then a week later, she gets a call from a friend and says, hey, Sue, do you know anyone looking for kitchen cabinets? Mine are in great shape. I've just uh, just decided to go with the change, and we're just looking to you know um, get rid of them or sell them or whatever. You know, and Sue will hang up the phone and then say to her husband, see, I told you, it won't even cost us anything. Something like that. That's like a a real world or average day way of so-called manifesting. And those people don't always realize the power that they have or that's a strength of theirs because many times it's balanced out, so to say, because anything that they say negative, they're creating too. Um, So a very big responsibility comes with that power to actually manifest in the way that, you know, lots of people wish that they could. But you should really be careful of what you ask for, because when you really think about how um, precise you are with your words um, and how challenging that would be to uh, not that you're forced to always be positive, but if you're not you pay such a larger cost than the other 92% of the population. So once again, everything comes with a cost, and that's what we always want to look at in, from this perspective, this frequency-based uh, philosophy perspective, and uh, not to see the cost as anything negative, but something that is necessary. And so the way that I raised um, my sons and actually raised myself was in learning to accept no as well as yes and that not to put like external status as far as measuring any type of true happiness. So this whole subject that we're talking about, the manifesting, is a tricky dance and we do want to point out that, you know, I happen to feel that there's at least, you know, um, five general different ways to, to manifest And this is the type of information that I help people to dissect and to learn about themselves um, so that they can just be more, not necessarily more successful, but but conserve energy and whatever energy they put towards something that it actually be being utilized. So would you say that intention and manifestation are kind of slightly interchangeable? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're interchangeable. They are connected um, because, you know, when people have this power that they feel like they actually manifested and created something, you know, more than likely it did start with an intention. Um, But every intention that is set by everyone doesn't come to fruition. And the way that you know whether it was truly an intention or an expectation is whether when it doesn't work out, 
if you feel anything negative, then it was an expectation. It was a want. Um, anytime there's an intention, intention, uh, true intention is, is neutral once you set it. Then you go into, what do you want to call it, faith or trust, that if it's for the highest good, it'll work out. And, you know, and I like to, in my own, you know, personal world, I like to add for the overall good of everyone involved. But that's just a way that I choose to look at it and practice it. Um, I don't necessarily project that onto others. We do use that phrase a lot in this podcast. But once again, there's many different ways to look at this subject of manifesting. So, Alexander, I am kind of one of those people who um, probably a couple years ago was always kind of like the negative person. And I think I think some of that does stem from being a generator and always seeing kind of always being the the person um, finding the faults in something before I see the, the positive aspects of something. Yeah, because that's a general characteristic yeah, of and, generators. And, and coming from a, a point of like just wanting to help out. Mm-hmm. And and give constructive criticism and not not just tear somebody down. So getting into the subject about negativity versus positivity, I, I think when when somebody learns about the the whole you know just be positive kind of movement, I think for for somebody who is always negative, I think they see a huge improvement in their lives because because mm-hmm. it's like somebody who's never eaten vegetables in their life and you give them vegetables and they're going to see a huge health improvement. Right. But if you give somebody uh, more vegetables who already eats vegetables, they're not going to see a lot more improvement because they're already change. yeah they're already kind of healthy. So so there's um there's that mindset of just be positive when you're manifesting because you kind of don't want to be negative and like you were saying if you are a manifester and you are negative there are some consequences there but why don't you jump into um the difference between thinking positive and actually like holding the vibration of love or neutrality which I think is kind of what they're talking about when they talk about just be positive when you're holding your manifestation in mind yeah, we're going to bring in uh, what we've talked about in previous podcasts, uh, the difference between a mental outlook and a feeling or a vibration. And we have separated in previous podcasts emotions and feelings as well. I've brought up the suggestion that possibly love is the only feeling and every other experience is an emotion. And emotion uh, typically comes from the mind and feeling comes from your core, um, whether you want to call that spirit or soul, or there's many you know different labels for it. But I feel like the the true teaching that was intended with the be positive movement was to learn to hold a certain vibration. And we also discussed this in our episode talking about how to stand in your power, because holding a vibration isn't something connected to the will. It's something that you allow to happen. You allow to tap into because that that frequency is already happening. You're not like really creating it. What you're doing is you're merging with it. And so there's all these frequencies that are going on constantly that we're immersed in. And the so-called free will that we have, um, see, we can dial into any vibration that we want to dial into. And I like to suggest that this may be the main tool of our perception, um, that we can just shift our perception slightly and it changes our vibration. 
See, when we change our mindset, when we change our thought process, when we change our actions, when we break our patterns, what we're doing, you know, on an energetic level is we're changing our vibration. So the beautiful thing about vibration through the laws of physics is that a weaker vibration can be manipulated and changed by a stronger vibration given enough time. So it's not about that stronger vibration being forceful. It's just being consistent. We've had Tesla, um, Einstein, many different very important people, um, some that got overlooked. But talk about this understanding of energy and vibration and that you could tap into it. You know, uh, same could be said for consciousness because it's just another vibration. So holding that vibration is analogous to like the tree in a, in a storm. It stays rooted, but it's flexible at the same time. And it's not forcing its will. It's actually giving itself to the storm while being completely rooted too. So see, flexibility is important. Being rooted is important. So-called positive is important. So-called negative is important. It's all important. And how we are developing our mind, our thoughts, our intentions, and our actions is what is going to determine that vibration. So in order for uh, different types of people, they need to hold that vibration different lengths of time for it to match to attract that in. So I am hope I'm doing a decent job at keeping this fairly simplistic because I don't want to uh, get too complex with this subject because it is very complex. But literally, see, with manifestors or about 8% of the population, they don't have to hold that vibration very long at all. They just initiate it. And then there's others, whether it's the manifesting generators, the generators, the projectors, the reflectors, to go on down the line. There's different lengths of time that that vibration needs to be held. And for generators, many times it takes uh, more time than they ever even considered for, for that to really come to fruition. Um, but you just hold that vibration long enough. And like I said, for projectors, it's that they need to be invited to that vibration. Hey, would you like to check this out? And uh, depending on their mood or the timing, the projector person may or may not grab onto that vibration. So how I would like to suggest to this, to wrap this up in a general format, is to understand that holding your vibration is based around um, external circumstances, your thought processes, your traumas from the past, emotional reactions. So to truly learn to hold that vibration is something that, uh, you know, I feel is very useful for most everyone. And it does combine all of those variables simultaneously, not just what you are projecting, um, but it is like what you're thinking too. So there is a joke in the human design community where if you are any other type but a manifester and you want to get something done quickly, you just make the manifester think that your idea is their idea, idea, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why you do it. My reasoning for wanting to bring this topic up Again, it's not to tear anybody else's uh, views down, but but I, I really want to try to help people and bring others another view because I, I do see a lot of people struggling, and it, and it really it really tugs at my heartstrings because I I think that um, they're led to believe that it's going to be easy, and 
so I think these people set an intention, and for some reason, it's usually around money. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants money because I guess that makes it easier to just need. You know, you get money and you can just buy anything else you need. So, the universal <laughs> value. Um, so they set an intention that you know they want like a thousand dollars by next week or something, and then when it doesn't happen, I see people getting really frustrated and really down on themselves, but. But nobody's challenging the actual idea and, and looking at the actual energy behind it. So that is why I did want to bring up the subject to shed light on our view of the, of the different types using the human design system um, and the way those different types work. And I just wanted to bring in also the view of imagine if everybody could manifest instantly what oh, the yeah. world would look like. <laughs> you know, and one, one example I bring up is, you know, every, if everybody all of a sudden wants a million dollars, there, there's probably not enough money in the world to to complete that. So, then so how would that happen? It doesn't equal anything if everyone has it. So let's move in uh, with saying that into how the wants work and how that want energy works. Because I do think that the intentions that these people are setting, and I don't think they're they're keeping that neutral vibration because they they do want this. They they almost like need it. To happen, and, and it's almost like a, uh, maybe a little bit of desperation, like they need it. Um, so, how would you explain like the difference between the wants and the needs when dealing with manifestation? Well, we're going to bring in one of the um, pillars here. That um, is everything in divine order or chaos, and many people that have talked about true happiness and contentment. Um, never talk about uh, through history, haven't talked about accumulating things. It wasn't around any wants. It was more about learning to uh, be content and live in gratitude with like what you have. And then you always live in abundance. So I think, you know, I would approach this question that you're posing and I agree there's a lot of people out there in strife uh, and they're looking for quick fixes. They're looking for um, quick change. But in much of the holistic community, when you heal something naturally, many of them will tell you it'll take you half as long to heal it as it took you to uh, create it. So if somebody's been uh, working a certain way for, say, 40 years of their life, and they want to change something and they want to manifest something, then to truly change that and heal it, you got to invest 20 years. So sometimes people will manifest what they want really fast, but it has a big cost. There more comes with it than they realized. So that's what time allows is for things to be uncovered and revealed as it happens. So once again, there is a cost to, to everything. And... We don't look at cost as negative, once again. There's just an exchange, if you will. There has to be an energetic exchange. So what I would like to suggest to these people that are in so much strife to maybe look at the whys. Why am I needing this change so bad? Why am I needing this money so bad? Because more than likely, the whys why is that there's some kind of void that they're trying to fill. There's a mistake that they feel like they've made that they're trying to fix. And everything that I'm bringing up here is a running type of energy. It's a willpower kind of energy. 
because the person's gotten so far away from trust. And we have as a culture that nobody feels that they can wait for anything to actually be created. And this is why I really enjoy watching, uh, from time to time when I watch TV, I enjoy watching documentaries, whether it's about um, the way an owner of a company came to be or a musician, a band, or an artist, or an actor, because many times they talk about what they had to persevere through. And that perseverance is what where that willpower is useful, not in willing to just get your way, but the willpower is there to persevere when the challenges are there. So I think it's really more of an, the answer here is more of an outlook of, you know, the why they are trying to make these changes and more than likely um, they're feeling guilt, uh, they're feeling stressed, they're feeling strain because of something that, in their environment, either they created or uh, became part of that now they're looking to so-called correct quickly. So, you know, that's why I say that all these different systems are out there because people are looking to believe in something. And normally what they're looking to believe in is what they think they need at that time, which really breaks down to what they want. Because most of the time what people need and what they want does, is not in alignment. <laughs> They're two very different things. But what I do find, um, and what now working with thousands of people, I find that everyone gets what they need. And, you know, there's a, a great prophecy that was said that what I have is enough and what I need will be provided. And that really um, can go deep and be very useful for people when they start to have a want, whatever it is, a new car, a new house, a new dress, whatever it is, to simply try to say that maybe three times out loud because the vibration is important. What I have is enough and what I need will be provided. And see if that doesn't shift some of that energy a little bit. Because the fact is everybody uh, can't manifest the way that they want to. And it would be pandemonium if everyone could. And so uh, this is a very, you know, delicate uh, subject once again, uh, because we want people to to have faith and hope uh, for that change. Just be willing to invest for it. Or you're going to be very upset when it doesn't come to fruition very quickly. And we all go through different challenges of this. You know, and on the positivity side, I want to add this from earlier, that you know, when you are working to be positive verbally, externally, but it's not in alignment with your soul, like if you're having an off day and somebody asks you how you're doing and you say, great, because you want to keep that positivity going, you just created a friction, an internal friction that creates an energy blockage. So there's always a way to say something artistic. And we talk about this a little bit on the Being Creative episode, but there's always a way to say your truth without bringing anyone down or creating a negative ripple. And that's one of my favorite places to suggest people to uh, start with their creativity and practicing their creativity. Because today I may just feel aptly in an orange kind of world. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything negative. It just means that, hey, I'm not vibing with everything that's going on around me. Um, and normally that will get a smile or a chuckle and it can go a long ways. But uh, but my soul and my words are still in alignment. Um, so 
So rather than the practice of manifesting, that's what I would like to suggest people to do is practice the game of keeping your words and your soul or your spirit in alignment. That's what's going to bring that vibration in and be able to hold it. And uh, that's what I hope to continue to help people to reveal through private sessions and through group um, gatherings and uh, through this podcast. So please reach out if anybody would like to go deeper personally. We will uh, get you a personal session uh, very soon. And and keeping with the topic of, of that holding that vibration, it does seem like this is a more complex subject than many of the people out there are, are presenting. And um, one way that I believe that I manifest because I have my throat chakra activated in the human design is through my words. And, I, and I've demonstrated this many times when we go and play disc golf, where if I'm having like an awesome game inside, I'm like having a party, and sometimes I just feel the need to like, to like speak it, and I'm like, hey man, I'm having the best game so far, and being a generator where I'm always uh, looking to find any holes in that when I'm saying it, I immediately think to myself, well, you know, it's not proven. I'm not going, I know there's no guarantee that I'm going to have the best game. And, and so I immediately know that what I'm saying is not in alignment with, with my knowing. And so never fails as never failed. I, my game immediately tanks. And I I don't know if it's gotten to the point where I just expect it now. So it just tanks. So, and then that's where it gets hard to dissect (laughs) and, and why we can only answer those questions ourselves really. Um, but yes, we've been watching that for, you know, for quite a while. And I even suggest with people with the throat chakra non-activated or white, like mine is, um, to, uh, to actually try that, um, position and don't talk about what you want to bring into your life and let the energy build. And so, um, so that's always been an interesting dichotomy with you and having the throat chakra activated. So that's why... I think it's useful for you to continue to look at that subject and see if like when you recognize that and you do verbalize it as soon as you do that you step into more power and you go, no, I'm going to hold this vibration because like you said, once we see something a certain way, we can almost start creating that with our thoughts. And so I, I enjoy this little dance because I know that you've been looking at it for quite a while. Yeah, I, and I think there's something to what you're saying. And because I also have seen in the past where I'm working on a, a personal project and if I've started telling people about, you know, what I'm going to be doing, if I'm creating this website that's going to, you know, do this and do that, if I start talking about it before, like, I'm like almost like really serious or almost to the end of presenting it, if I don't have all the details ironed out yet it usually causes it to 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 not work out somehow right and and so i've noticed just in the little while while i've been playing with this that that not talking about something really builds that energy and keeps it keeps it going and i like what you just said because you've never said it that way to me before which is when you believe it the and you talk about it then you just you just continue stepping into that power and continue to believe it i i really feel like there's something there for me to look at going forward right and uh, and it's not just a belief but it's like looked at more as a practice yeah as first i see that's an obstacle as soon as i say it then i go into doubt like right away so as soon as i feel that doubt no i'm going to step back into that power and go no there's no reason that I can't do this back nine the same as good as I did the, the front nine. But what I would like to suggest as even the next level for you and others to work with 
is what I call the 360-degree view. To say something like, man, I'm having the best game of my life. And then to say, and I am so satisfied, so if I completely tank on the back nine, it's all good. To, to show that you're not afraid of that energy shifting, you're just focusing on being in appreciation of the present experience. But the problem is people want to grab on to the present experience and hold on to it. And that's not living in the present moment. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think once that doubt starts to come in, as I'm saying it, I have a I'm resisting that doubt, and it does create some sort of weird friction inside me. Yeah, and, that, and that's a little bit of that internal struggle that I was talking about. Um, and people can get into internal arguments <laughs> with themselves. People, you know, experience and there, there's. You know, in the human design, once again, there are a couple of gates or nuances that certain people have. One is called the gate of possibilities, and one is called the gate of doubt. And the people with the gate of possibilities, they come up with endless ideas that normally get shot down by lots of people. And people with the gate of doubt, they're going to doubt almost everything brought to them. And then there are some people that have both of those gates simultaneously, So as soon as they have an idea of something that can be created in their life, they have just as strong of an idea of why it's not going to work out. And this is an internal battle. And for many people, when I reveal this for them, to lean into this acceptance of this, this isn't something that's wrong with you. And this is the beauty of dissecting ourselves is we get rid of these ideas and these labels that's put on us that things are wrong with us when everyone is very special and individual. So let's continue to peel that onion back, find pieces of yourself, not run from them, but learn to process them properly through the emotional centers and uh, get those chakras and energy centers back into alignment. And that's what we're here to assist everyone with. Yeah, that was awesome point. I love um, I love discussing with people um, how they are realizing how they're energetically built, and uh, for it to no longer be something that they just thought like it was something wrong with them. Because I, I really feel like that gives them the power to know who they are and work with what they're given. Yeah, because many people carry their ideas of themselves just like a piece of clothing that someone gave them, and they've just never taken it off. So. Uh, we are vi- very visually stimulated culture. And, you know, once again, these uh, couple of systems that I work with in my private practice gives you an actual vis- visual to look at to be able to see the energetic makeup and the blend or, you know, the personalities and that type of thing. And so um, I found over the last 11 years or so that visual is very important um, to most people in our culture. And so those tools are very useful for that. Um, and then the the just philosophy is, you know, what to do with this information as you are learning to uh, understand yourself more fully. So I am, I am very grateful that we did get to a point in the middle of this episode where we were able to look at people compassionately who were very frustrated. And you did go into a little bit of a discussion about, you know, how people um, can look at their wants and look at their needs and and how you get into that. I I loved that section of this discussion and and I think it's going to definitely benefit people because that's that's really where I wanted to come on this subject. I didn't want yeah application. I, I We're know always it, looking for yeah, the application. I feel like it, it's a struggle of mine to not be so blunt when I'm trying to bring something that I can see people are so frustrated and I can see like they're suffering having this idea and when there's this other viewpoint that could dramatically help them sometimes I, I just it's hard for me to uh, 
to not be so dry when trying to to bring up the subject and you do an, an, a very elegant way of softening that. Maybe that's the queen of hearts that you're Alexander's wearing a queen of hearts shirt and I'm going to try to get a picture and, and post it on our Facebook. Uh, but again, he is the queen of hearts uh, birth card in the destiny card system. So that's kind of cool that he was able to find that shirt. But uh, I do think it is that queen of hearts that helps me to so- soften, <laughs> soften maybe there's some of that Aries energy or, yeah, and, or whatever and, it is. And with that, you know, uh, that how I come to be that was through a lot of work because you know I was a um, a man born in the South raised by very masculine type parents um, raised you know Christian primitive Baptist and so everything that I've developed to be uh, was through taking appreciation of what my parents gave me and taught me took the time to realize what I didn't resonate with and unlearn that and then go out and seek the things to broaden you know my perspectives and to fill that vessel back up so it's been a process and you know my uh planetary ruling card or my personality card is a ten of clubs and that's considered master of knowledge uh, card and that doesn't mean i'm a master of knowledge it means that my personality seeks to be that master so i had to make a big transition from coming from the analytical mind uh, direction to always look to come from the heart first. And I know this is discussed, you know, in different spiritual circles and even religions to come from the heart rather than the head. But it is, once again, an individual um, path as to how easy or challenging that that is. And my path happened to be one of the most extreme. But uh, with, you know, over 20 years of working on it, it's come a long way. So I appreciate the the kind words. And uh, we always want to be inclusive uh, instead of excluding anyone and um, be inviting, please. So seek the wise. So in closing, Alexander, what are some basic tips somebody can take away from this episode? I know it was very complex, but what are some basic tips to help somebody further their intentions and then hold that vibration so that it can eventually manifest or has a higher prob- probability if it is for the best Well, I think the first thing I would like to suggest is just practice. And first thing to practice is to set an intention. Uh, Once again, understanding that as soon as you set that intention, you release your preference um, because that gets back into want and expectation. So, you know, I could set uh, an intention that, you know, tomorrow night uh, at my live Sound Journey Through the Chakras, that I would like to have 50 people uh, attend. And as soon as I set that intention, then I release a preference around that. And what I do is I hold a vibration that am I doing everything that I can to uh, physically support that to happen without creating too much of a void anywhere else in my life? Because when you keep the energies more in equilibrium, rather than the term balance, because equilibrium is always moving. But when you keep those energies in equilibrium, it has less of a cost. So the practice I want to suggest to somebody is that once you set that intention, then pay attention to how your words and actions support that direction and how easily you get off course by someone else's opinion or someone else's input. So this becomes a practice of learning to hold your vibration is setting the intention and then doing every action that you can to stay in alignment with that intention without creating too much of a void 
um, or space. And what I'm meaning by that is like completely ignoring your family or ignoring some other responsibilities because you're too just focused on this. That creates negative ripples that you have to deal with. So that's why you want to be looking forward and have your eye in the rearview mirror at the same time. So this gets away from uh, what somebody just thinks, and it actually puts it in an application way. And different people are going to get different results because we are here to do that so-called manifesting thing in different time periods, in different ways. But the one consistent is being able to set that intention and then work towards it while paying attention to any voids that you're creating behind you and paying attention to anybody or anything that's trying to take you away from that. And that is what some people choose to call sin, is anything that takes you off of your path is a sin. So that's the way that I would like to just introduce it at this point. And that may sound like it's not really that much to work on, but I promise you that if you work on that every day, you will find it very challenging. And then, of course, we'll have more information down the road. But working on separation, the difference between intention and wants and expectations is a very important part of this. Cool, Alexander. Thank you for this conversation and shedding light on this subject that has really... Uh you know, really meant a lot to me to touch upon for Wonderful. the people out there. It's been, uh, it's been a good one. I can feel your fire. All right, everybody. Let's stay tuned for the three minutes of stillness. Enjoy.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page, where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron p-a-t-r-e-o-n next you can head over to alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person by phone or on skype find out more information on his live performances class schedules products including birth chart analysis reports and music and check out more information on his sound therapy tables to do so you can visit vibrotune.com v-i-b-r-o T-U-N-E dot com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander themed clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is Veritiesapparel.com. V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.